Whenever someone mentions hazardous waste, you most likely think of big industry, or perhaps even radioactive material that is stored in some unknown place out of harm's way. But unfortunately, we commonly have numerous hazardous materials in our homes. And furthermore, we actually produce 13 tons of hazardous waste every second. And that amounts to over 400 million tons every year. And presently, there are over 700 man-made chemicals that have been found in the human body that are not even supposed to be there. So in this episode, I want to talk about common household hazardous wastes and how to handle them and how you can even avoid them. Welcome to the Adventures in Sustainable Living podcast. Your host has lived an off-grid sustainable lifestyle for over 20 years. His homestead is run on solar energy. He has an earth shelter greenhouse and produces much of his own food. And all of this takes place in the middle of the forest in Colorado. Now, let's join Patrick, the man that not only teaches the skills of sustainable living, but lives that life every day. Welcome back, everyone, to the Adventures in Sustainable Living podcast. This is your host, Patrick, and this is episode number 80, which is called Household Hazardous Waste and how to avoid it. Once again, before we get started, I just want to remind everyone that if you would like to contact me with questions, comments, or even suggestions about content and things that you would like to hear about, then please feel free to contact me at adventuresinsustainableliving at gmail.com. Again, that is adventuresinsustainableliving at gmail.com. So let's get right down to today's topic. In this episode, I want to cover several different things. First, I'm going to define what is considered hazardous waste and just how much do we produce every year and what it actually costs us to manage that waste and then talk about common household hazardous waste and how to handle them, what happens with improper disposal, how to avoid using hazardous waste, and of course, resources to homemade products that are so much safer. You know, I distinctly remember once upon a time in a land far, far away, life was actually simple. Our society and culture these days is far more complicated than what it really needs to be. And just recently, I ended one of my recent episodes with a quote from Confucius, which was, Life is really simple, but men insist on making it complicated. And you know, at some point in time, we really should start questioning why our lives are so complicated when it could actually be so simple. We can all start by saying no to all the things that make our lives complicated. And the same is true with the products that are pushed on us, the advertising that we deal with, and all of the things that we are told or convinced that we need in our lives when the opposite is actually true. And this is, in fact, 
how we have all ended up with so many hazardous materials even in our household. But you know, a big part of sustainability is really truly respecting the environment in which we live. And after all, all that we need to survive, live well, and keep ourselves in good health is connected either directly or indirectly to the natural world. Yet we keep destroying the very thing that we need by producing and using chemicals that are harmful to the environment as well as ourselves. In fact, there is a rather broad family of over 9,000 chemicals now being called forever chemicals that have been found in the bloodstream of people and animals all over the world. And these are chemicals that are man-made meaning they do not naturally occur. And they are called forever chemicals because they hardly degrade once they are produced. And furthermore, only about 14% of these chemicals, which are the ones used in the largest volume, even has any sort of minimal data in order to perform some sort of initial safety assessment. And what we presently know about some of these chemicals is not exactly good news. Because some of these are known to cause DNA damage, hormone imbalances, immune system disorders, cancers, reproductive disorders, neurologic problems, as well as many other things. And this does not even take into account the hazardous waste that we produce every single day. According to the Environmental Protection Agency webpage, hazardous waste is defined as waste that has properties that make it dangerous or capable of having a harmful effect on human health or the environment. And we in fact produce 13 tons of hazardous waste every second, which adds up to over 400 million tons annually. But there are ways to mitigate some of this. Recycling and various processing methods can recover some of the waste, which can then be reused in a manufacturing process. And in addition to that, there are numerous other efforts taken to manage the hazardous waste that we produce. There are storage containers, tanks, drip pads, containment buildings, incinerators, boilers, industrial furnaces, landfills, surface impoundments, waste piles, land treatment units, injection wells, and underground, underground mines. And we spend about $200 billion annually to manage just our hazardous waste. But before all of these recovery and mitigation efforts were in place, Sometimes we did just nothing about it at all. For example, the second largest man-made reservoir in the United States, which is Lake Powell, actually covers up the open dumping of 26,000 tons of unmediated uranium tailings. And this is because it used to be simply common practice to dump the material in the open. Now, while you may listen to this episode and think to yourself, surely there are these steaming piles of hazardous waste 
in some far corner of the country just waiting to spawn another Godzilla and think, how could we possibly have this even in our own homes? But the reality is that all you have to do to find hazardous waste is to look in your own kitchen cabinet, look in your garage, and even your storage shed, and you will find common products that are considered hazardous material. And in fact, Americans produce 1.6 million tons of hazardous waste from our households every single year. So where does this all actually come from? So very common household hazardous waste are things such as paint and paint thinners, motor oil, batteries from your car, your cell phone, or other standard household batteries, pesticides and garden chemicals, insecticides and rodent poisons, kerosene and gasoline, cleaning and polishing chemicals, old electronic equipment including computers, swimming pool and spa chemicals, thermometers, barometers, thermostats, fluorescent tubes and compact fluorescent light bulbs, unused pharmaceuticals, paint stripper, ammonia, kitchen and bathroom cleaners, and even floor cleaners. And believe it or not, chlorine bleach, very simple chlorine bleach, can be corrosive enough to be considered hazardous. And believe it or not, all of these items are on a list of things that are considered difficult to dispose of. But you know, since we all have all of these things in our homes, it's probably worth taking a minute just to mention a few things about safety practices that will just help keep your household and your family safe and in good health. So first of all, all of these materials really should be stored in a cool, dry place. Always, always, always keep liquids in their original containers. And leave the labels on everything because these labels can contain important safety and even first aid information. And of course, never, never mix chemicals together because sometimes this can actually result in producing some deadly gases. And of course, it goes without saying, I think, to always keep things out of reach of children. And of course, since we all commonly have these things in our household, you really, truly, at some point in time, you're going to have to get rid of some of these things. So as far as proper disposal is concerned, things such as computers, old computers and laptops may contain materials that can be recycled. And there are many manufacturers that actually have buyback programs. Cell phones, old cell phones, often contain heavy metals, and you can check with your local retailer for proper disposal. Household batteries, believe it or not, can sometimes be mailed in for disposal. Car batteries can be disposed of in an automotive shop or a car parts retailer. Used motor oil can be disposed of through a local me mechanic shop. Unused medications can be taken back to your local pharmacy. And if you have household cleaners or other chemicals to get rid of, then consider passing them along to someone else that can use them instead of just simply throwing them away. And ultimately, if you need, 
you can consult the Environmental Protection Agency website for licensed companies that receive very specific types of hazardous waste. Now, on the other side of this issue, of course, is improper disposal. So what happens if you do not dispose of these things properly? Well, you have to consider that anything you pour onto the ground has the potential of ending up in groundwater, even if it's very small amounts. For example, the amount of pesticides that you use on your lawn may really not be that much, but when an entire community does the same thing, a substantial amount of that can end up in local lakes, streams, rivers, and eventually the ocean. So you can't really bury things either or just pour them down the drain because it has the same end result. And placing these chemicals in the regular garbage has the same effect because then it just simply goes to the landfill. So with all of this being said, the question then becomes is how do we avoid this problem in the first place? So by far, industry and agriculture produce the largest proportion of hazardous waste and it's probably not too far a stretch of the imagination to, to believe that. But however, even a community as small as 50,000 people can produce 40 tons of hazardous waste each year and consequently it's very important to do your part to reduce your waste production. So by far your first step is of course purchase only what you need. If you only need a quart of paint then don't buy a gallon. When you do purchase products use all of it and if you cannot use all of it then give it to someone else instead of throwing it in the trash and of course one tip that you have probably heard me mention over and over again because it's by far one of my favorites instead of buying toxic household cleaning products it really truly is very simple to just make your own for example, something as simple as vinegar and water can be used as a window cleaner instead of a commercial brand. And of course, always dispose of these things properly and even think about instead of purchasing a separate cleaning product for only one particular chore, then purchase something that can be used for multiple different things. If you're going to buy paint products, then use a mineral or a water-based paint. Weed by hand instead of using pesticides. You can even use homemade insecticides instead of purchasing something from a, from a commercial outlet. And even common household cleaners can now be easily found in eco-friendly versions because something as simple as using water and lemon juice to clean your house will not only save you money, but save you from purchasing something that's actually toxic to the environment. And also, I have provided links to several resources in the transcript of this episode, and links of course on how to make your own laundry detergent, how to make your own insecticides, and your cleaning products and cleaning solutions. And the added benefit to some of these products that you could be making at home 
is that they are far more environmentally friendly than the commercial versions that our wonderful advertising convinces us that we really truly need when the opposite is actually true. So now as I'm wrapping up this episode, there is one thing I want you to keep in mind. Something as simple as throwing a used battery in the trash, which I am sure that many of us have done, can actually have significant implications. Because most batteries contain sulfuric acid, lead, and lithium that can leak into the environment. Rechargeable lithium-ion batteries and electronics can leach thallium, lead, and chromium into the environment. And furthermore, in 2018, there was a study published that attributed 18% of cardiovascular deaths in the United States to high concentrations of lead. And this is just another example of the health problems in our culture that are actually very, very preventable by simply living a sustainable lifestyle and being much more aware of the environment and how we relate to that environment in order to obtain all the things that we need to live a healthy lifestyle. So, so far what I have discussed here is defining what actually is hazardous waste. I've talked about just how much we produce every year. I've talked about what we have to do to manage that and what that costs. I've discussed common household hazardous waste and how to avoid them. What happens with improper disposal? How to avoid even using hazardous waste products in the first place? And of course, I'm going to give you some resources to homemade products that are far safer than their commercial versions. You know, I do find it rather interesting that the earliest cleaning product was actually water. And as things evolved, soaps were eventually, soaps and cleaning products were eventually made of ashes uh, mixed with animal or plant fats plus some oils. And if we really look at our human history, we can certainly see a direct relationship between uncleanliness and rampant disease and epidemics. And believe it or not, early in human history, soaps were a thing only for those that had money. But soap chemistry was studied and improved on in the mid to late 1800s, and from that we have now grown into a plethora of cleaning products and chemicals for just about anything that you can imagine. But the thing is, most of it is completely unnecessary. We are all once again the victims of clever advertising and marketing, and most of the hazardous chemicals, chemicals that you have in your home can easily be replaced with homemade, environmentally friendly substances that can be rinsed down the drain with no consequences. So the next time you go to purchase a product, think about those 9,000 forever chemicals that are in the environment that are never going away. Think about the fact that only 14% of the chemicals we commonly use have any sort of minimal safety data. Then just simply remember that there are many 
environmentally friendly products that you can make at home simply using baking soda, vinegar, water, lemon juice, essential oils, hydrogen peroxide, alcohol, as well as other simple ingredients that are environmentally friendly and will help you reduce your waste production. And always keep in mind that the greenest waste is the waste that you never produce. So I truly hope that this episode has been rather informative of all of the hazardous chemicals and things that we have in our homes that are there maybe for a very good reason, but for the most part, we could actually do without them and save ourselves time and money and save the environment by just simply making some very simple homemade products. And if you do enjoy my podcast, then please take the time to leave me with a review. And don't forget to subscribe to the Adventures in Sustainable Living podcast, as well as my companion blog, Off Grid Living News. And additionally, if you have questions and comments, or even suggestions about a topic that you would love to hear about, then feel free to contact me at adventuresinsustainableliving at gmail.com. So in closing this episode, I want to leave you with one last thought. The famous Jacques Cousteau once said that water and air, the two essential fluids on which all life depends, have become global garbage cans. And with that said, we all have to remember that we do not have to sacrifice a strong economy in order to have a healthy environment. The true conservationist is a person who knows that the world was not given by his father, but was borrowed from his children. This is your host Patrick, signing off until next week. Always remember to live sustainably, because this is how we build a better future.